the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5 to 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5 to 8. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Somebody say, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Say, God is with me at all times, at every season, and in every place. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And God sent the Holy Spirit to just give us that assurance that he's with us always. He said, Lo, I am with you always. Is it not reassuring enough? No matter what you are dealing with, it's always reassuring to know that God is with you. God is for you. Somebody say, God is for me. God is in me. God is with me. And I'm more than a conqueror. The Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? It's always important that you remind yourself daily that God is with me. He told Joshua, I will not leave thee nor forsake thee. The more I reflect and I think and meditate upon the scripture, the more I see the reality of the things I'll be sharing with you and I've been sharing so far from here. God gave him amazing promises that anyone who gets such promises should succeed. But it's interesting that Joshua and Caleb were successful, but the rest of the team couldn't make it. And so it's important that we appreciate this. God gave him these marching orders and how he related with these. Determine whether he was going to make it or not. So he says, be strong. I'm going to be with you. Be of good courage. For this people shall you divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Somebody say, I'm strong and I'm very courageous. That you may observe to do according to all that the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right nor to the left. That you may prosper wherever you go. This book, let's go, one go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous Okay, so that is it. And we are looking from today at codes for good success. Somebody say codes. In this age of smartphones, when you pick up your phone, there are passcodes you use. If you must access your phone, some people even have passcodes for where they preserve or they keep their pictures. So codes are things you are very familiar with. 
the doors that are now open with certain codes if you don't enter the right codes you won't have access and there are places you have to go with codes the rooms where you have to enter certain codes to access and the bible in the book of joshua 1 it gives us a code the biblical code for good success so we started from the last bit or the last two phrases there good success and we are coming back to start from the very beginning this book somebody say this book say this book okay so that's going to be our focus for today and i'll be sharing a number of quotes with you this is going to be our focus for today we are looking at the knowledge code somebody say the knowledge code say the knowledge code this is what god told joshua he said joshua you are ordained for success i'm going to be with you and i'm going to give you success it's interesting that god speaks to joshua about good success and the thing he gives him is a book he gives him a book why a book because a book is a source of knowledge a book is a source of information a book is the beginning for success good success begins knowledge is foundational in our school for good success in your quest for good success you need to appreciate the place of knowledge if you don't have healthy respect for knowledge there is no way you can experience good success you can have a certain measure of success but to succeed in the measure god expects you to you need to appreciate knowledge somebody say i appreciate knowledge say i appreciate knowledge i value knowledge yes Africans are known to be people who are fearless, but success is for great thinkers. Somebody say thinkers. thinkers. Yeah, Africans are passionate people. Everything we do, we do it with feelings and emotions. We don't engage our minds as much. But that paradigm must change if we must join the generation of people who experience good success almost in every african uh, debut you will see music playing an integral part even when we are going to sign several millions of these we do that with drums and with singing and with all kinds of things and at the end of the day we end up signing deals that do not give us the best of options why because by the time we go there we have so dance and our mind is so inactive we are not able to take strategic decisions somebody say your mind must work, mind must work. knowledge is foundational somebody say knowledge is foundational. knowledge is foundational okay so my quest in this service is to help you to be able to appreciate why knowledge is so critical solomon was such a super success the bible said he was wiser than all men richer than all men super 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 success in many respects under the sun, he was such a super success. Look at what Solomon said in Proverbs 8.10. Choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold. He says, when you have a choice between a book and money, choose a book. May the embassy of life be people who will choose books. The average African man will choose money any day, any time over book. What am I going to do with book? Now book will go chop. In fact, they say that if you want to hide something from the black man, put it in a book because he will never read it. But that must change. Good success begins with knowledge. You see, to stand out in life, you need outstanding sense. Somebody say outstanding sense. You know why the man Daniel stood out 
He stood out because he was a man cunning in knowledge. Apostle Paul stood out as an outstanding apostle because he was no ordinary person. He was a man of letters. He was a man of books. Nobody can ever become the best in any field until he knows the best in that field. Somebody say you cannot excel in the field until you know. Yeah, you have to know. If you don't know better, you can do better. And if you must excel and do your best, give your full best. And you see, good success is getting the best out of your life as you give your best to life. Giving your best to life and getting the best out of it. And that's where knowledge comes in. Successful people all through scripture have been men and women of knowledge. You read the book of Acts chapter 7 verse 22. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. He was learned. Somebody say learned. Say, learn it. Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. He was a man who was smart. Daniel, look at Daniel 1 verse 3 to 5. And the king instructed Aspinas, the master of his enoch, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. Young men in whom there was no blemish, but good looking, gifted in all wisdom, Possessing what? Possessing what? Possessing what? Knowledge and quick to understand and had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. Daniel served in various generations, in various administrations, people, some of whom were not friends, but he was always preferred. He was a man who knew what he was about. I pray you be a man who knows what you are about. The pursuit of knowledge in the life of Jesus was a priority. The Bible said he and his parents went to Jerusalem and on his way back, something happened there. So it was after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening and asking them questions. Somebody say listening and asking them questions. We are not told Jesus went to any former school. But Jesus made quality time in church, listening and asking them questions. And that was enough to make him a sign and a wonder. Verse 47. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. May people who hear you and come in contact with you be surprised at you. Shout a better amen. Second Timothy 4.13. The Bible talks about Apostle Paul. He said, bring me the cloak that I left with couples. At Troas, where you come, and the books, especially the parchment, the parchment, the parchment, the parchment. Nelson Mandela left prison several years ago and came to serve one term. And his name has gone down in history as one of the finest presidents the world has ever seen. Because he schooled himself while he was in prison. He was in prison, but his mind was not in prison. And there are people who are living free lives and yet their minds are captivated. Their minds are in bondage. And I tell you, until your mind is loose, there is no way you can experience success. You can become success in business. You can become success in ministry. You can become success in any area of life if you don't prefer knowledge above everything else. Knowledge is critical to succeed. We must value and apply ourselves to knowledge. Somebody say, apply yourself to knowledge. Say, apply yourself to knowledge. 
This is a blessed generation. The Bible said, knowledge and wisdom shall be the stability of our times. He said, in the last days, the knowledge of God shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. This is a knowledge generation. Knowledge is everywhere. Even if you can't read, you can watch videos in YouTube concerning the area of your operation and you can become better at it. I'm not complicating here. Choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge. I'm reading from Proverbs chapter 8 verse 10. Knowledge rather than pure gold. Look at this. Ecclesiastes 7.25. This is Solomon. He's sharing one of his secrets. He said, I applied my heart to know and to search and to seek out wisdom and the reason for things. When you apply yourself to know, you will know why some people fail and others succeed. When you apply yourself to seek, you will know why the business you started failed. And the one you are on now is not doing so well. When you decide to find out the reason for things, you will be equipped to be able to do things better and right. The Bible said, till I come give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Again, he says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you are not ready to study, you cannot stand out in life. You have to be studious. You have to be studious. And I'm sharing with you this morning 10 reasons why knowledge is critical for success. 10 reasons why knowledge is critical for success. To experience good success, knowledge is foundational. Number one, knowledge transforms you by refining your thoughts. By refining your thoughts. You cannot meet any successful person who does not think in a certain way. The reason why people fail is because they fail in their thoughts. When you fail in your thoughts, you will fail in life. Why? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The direction of your life always flows in the direction of your thoughts. Your life can never go in a direction opposite to the line, your, your line of thinking. The Bible said in Proverbs 23 verse 7, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As he thinketh in his heart. There are people who think that you have to be born into a certain family before you can succeed. And that is your thinking. And that is how they view life. So they have already disqualified themselves from success because they think that they were not born into the kind of family into which when a man is born, you succeed. There are people who think that until you have gone to school up to a certain level, you cannot succeed. And so because of that, they don't push themselves hard enough in order to succeed. Knowledge is critical. Information is the bedrock for transformation. Somebody say information. Say information is a bedrock for transformation. Yeah, that's what the Bible says, that present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. You have to be transformed. You have to be transformed. You cannot aspire for good success with your original mentality. No, your mindset must change. Your values must change. And it begins in your thinking. Somebody say, it begins in my thinking. God didn't make failures. He's the most successful being who ever existed. God did not make failures. Everything he did in the beginning, he said, and lo, it is very good. That's how successful God is. And he's made you in his image. 
But to have this kind of resource, you must begin to think like he thinks. The Bible says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. There's a way God thinks that makes God successful. There's a way God thinks that makes him successful. And you must learn to think like God. Somebody say, I'm thinking like God. I have the mind of God and I make a choice to think like God. So knowledge, first of all, transforms your life by refining your thoughts. Somebody say, renewing my thoughts. Yeah, your thought must change. Your thought must change. Your thoughts must change. Your thinking pattern must change in order to succeed. Number two, knowledge shapes your belief system. Knowledge shapes your belief system. The Bible says, if you can believe, all things are possible. If you can believe. If you can believe, all things are possible. If you can believe, you can become a great business person. If you can believe, you can become the number one uh, legal practitioner in the nation. If you can believe, you can become the most outstanding personality in your field of operation. If you can believe, all things are possible. Now, it's amazing. Look at this with me. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 18 and 19. Your philosophy, your belief system. Your belief system is very important. There are people who believe that success is not for everyone. It's a belief system. There are people who believe that others are supposed to succeed so that they can parasite from them. It's a belief system. It's a thinking pattern. Look at this. It says, and to whom did he swear that they will not enter into his rest? But to those who did not obey, look at this. So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. Somebody say unbelief. Now you could also say they could not enter because of wrong beliefs. Wrong beliefs. And you will come to see it. That's why they couldn't enter. God brought them out of Egypt. But those who were the generation of Joshua, none of them could enter the promised land because of wrong beliefs. Because of wrong beliefs. And if you, as you read the book of Numbers, you see how their belief manifested in their lives and stopped them from entering the promised land. Until your belief system changes, there is no way you can experience lasting success. Good success comes when our belief system changes. Success is not possible only for a limited number of people. If you are made in the image of God, you are wired to succeed. Somebody say, I'm wired to succeed. I'm ordained for good success. Yeah, you, you have to understand that about yourself and convince yourself beyond every doubt. Anybody is free to fail. I cannot fail. My life is ordained and destined for the top and the top only I shall attain. Can somebody shout an Amen. There are people who believe that success is only attainable in certain places. So until they find themselves in that place, they are not taking the steps that they need to take where they are because they are waiting to go to a certain place where they think their luck will shine. No, success is not a product of luck. Success is a product of light. And when the light of God hits you, you can see your way clear anywhere you are. Am I communicating with somebody here? Number three. Knowledge enhances the quality of your decisions. Knowledge enhances the quality of your decisions. Decisions is what makes you the master of your own future and your own destiny. Decisions, 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 decisions. 
Your life today is the sum total of all the decisions you've ever made in your life. Where you are presently, what you have presently, how much you have in your account is a function of all your financial decisions you have made so far. Where you are in your health is a function of all the decisions you've been making. Where you are mentally is a function of all the decisions you've been making. And listen, when I talk about where you are today is a function of the decisions you've made all through your life. Some of us are not comfortable because we are not too comfortable where we are. But the good news is that based on the decisions you are going to be making from today, you can change that paradigm tomorrow. You can change it. You can change it. If where you are today is a function of the decisions you made, then where you are going to be tomorrow can also be a function of your decisions. And that's why the quality of a man's decision is what determines the quality of his life. It's not how much anointing oil is poured on a person. It's not who is praying over you or for you. It's the quality of your decisions that will define your ultimate success. African Christians, we just like to waste every kingdom key. The kingdom gave us keys. The Bible said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Somebody say the keys of the kingdom. The keys of the kingdom. Some of the keys have to do with prayer. Others have to do with fasting. Others have to do with engaging your mind for profitable living. Am I communicating here? Now, there is no way God will think what you are supposed to think for you. You have to learn to take charge of your mind and think your way up. It's critical. The quality of your decisions is what determines the quality of your life. And listen, the quality of your decisions is also defined or determined by the quality of information or knowledge you are working with. If your knowledge is 40, your knowledge about money is 40. Every money you get, you spend it. Your knowledge of investment is 40. Every money you get, it will be wasted. The quality of decisions you make, if you are making poor decisions financially, check the quality of knowledge you have concerning finances. And by the way, if you want to know how to master and manage your money, the book of Proverbs is available to help you. The quality of your decisions is a function of the quality of knowledge available to you. Look at Proverbs. So he said, Proverbs 24, 30, 24. I walk by the field of a lazy man. The vineyard of one who with no common sense. I saw that it was overgrown with nettles. It was covered with weeds. And these walls were broken down. Verse 32. Then as I look and thought about it, I learned this lesson. Alright? This man is about to make a decision and the decision he's making is based on the information he just found out. He used to be sleeping until 1 p.m. as a national service, as somebody who has finished school, national service, and has not gotten a job. That's how he used to sleep. But one day, he took a walk and then when he went to the place, he observed something. He said, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Look at that. Look at this. Look at this. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. When this knowledge entered the spirit, immediately his decision about laziness changed. The reason why you are still sleeping around and lazing about is because you have not assessed the information that will make you move. It is so, so critical. The quality of your decisions determines the quality of your life. And then it is also determined by the quality of your knowledge. That is why knowledge is important. And number four, number four, 
Knowledge gives you a better perspective in life. It gives you better perspective. Your view about life changes. When you know better, your view about life changes. Your view about yourself changes. Your view about your future changes. And it fills your life with joy and excitement. Your view about life changes. It gives you a better perspective. Better perspective. As long as Joshua and Caleb were conscious of the fact that God was with them, they were in a very bad situation, but their perspective was different. You see, it's not where you are that matters, but your perspective about where you are. If you are in prison and your perspective is a prison life, you can never come out. But if you are in prison, but you are thinking palace life, you eventually come out. If you are selling on a, a tabletop, but your thinking is that of a, a supermarket, sooner or later that will become a reality. Am I communicating here? So it's not where you are, it's your perspective about it. Your perspective. Your perspective about life is very, very important. And it is knowledge that gives and shapes your perspective. Some of us have a faulty perspective about life. And that can only change by the quality of our knowledge. Number five, five. Knowledge stretches your imaginations and expands your vision. Knowledge stretches your imagination and expands your vision. Knowledge stretches your imagination and expands your vision. You must understand that God works with our imagination. In fact, according to Ephesians 3.20, he said he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. All we can ask or imagine. All we can ask or imagine. All we can ask or imagine. So God is able to do in your life, through your life, according to your imagination. How much of the Holy Spirit's power is made available to accomplish great exploits in your life? It's a function of how you are thinking. What you think of yourself. Genesis eleven six. He said, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one. They all have one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined. Somebody say imagine. Say imagine. What have you imagined? When we talk about imagination, we are talking about the mental image you have about your life. What is your mental image about your life? What is the mental image you have about your career? What is the mental image you have about your future? Some people go through life hopeless. They have no energy. They have little energy because they have a bad image in their mind. You see, whatever image you form in your mind will eventually manifest in real life for you. That's why you have to take charge of your imagination. Your imagination. And knowledge stretches your imagination and expands your vision. God brought the man Abraham out. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, lift up thy eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward eastward. All the land. Somebody say, all the land. Say, all the land. All the land which thou seest, to thee I will give it, and to thy seed forever. All the land. All the land. Now listen, that was no physical land. It was a land he was seeing with his imagination. There is no way he could, how far, when you lift up your natural eyes, how far can you see? You are talking about his imagination. Your field. What do you imagine? What are you seeing? He said, what seest thou? He said, I've seen the rod of an almond tree. He said, you have seen well. 
I will hasten my way to perform it. Your imagination must come alive. And I see your imagination coming alive. I'm talking about the ability to form images that inspires confidence. I'm talking about forming images that gives you hope. You come from a family, when you look at the real situation on the ground, there is no hope whatsoever. You cannot aspire for success whatsoever. Nobody in your family has been able to attain or achieve anything significant. But sit down and from scripture, begin to imagine a better tomorrow. Imagine, form a better image, form an image of a glorious future. Because the Bible says, I know the plan I have for you, plans of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Can you begin to picture that future? Can you imagine yourself in that future? How does that future look? When you create a good picture, there is no way you'll be discouraged. When you create a good picture, there is no way you want to commit suicide. I'm not communicating to somebody at all. There are people who sit down and life is all doom and gloom. Why? Because they formed an image in their mind that makes them feel that life is not worth living. That shall not be your testimony. Knowledge, number six, opens you up to a world of limitless possibilities. It opens you up. Opens you up. It opens you up to a world of limitless possibilities. Knowledge opens you up. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The knowledge of the fact that Christ is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The knowledge of the fact that the Holy Spirit is alive in you. The power that Godhead is at work in you. The knowledge of the fact that you are born of God and you have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That knowledge makes you think everything is possible. I'm not communicating here. Paul was very conscious of that fact. So he said, I can do all things. Nothing is impossible with me because Christ is at work in me. What have you said is impossible? What have you termed impossible in your own life and your imagination? There are things we have come to believe we can accomplish. That many others we have just determined in our mind. Only certain people can get there. Only certain people can attain this. Only certain people can drive this car. Only certain people can live in such a place. Only certain people can go to such a place. Only certain people can take their children to this kind of place. All of those things are vain thoughts you have come to believe. With God, all things are possible. And now listen, God is not outside you. God is inside you. And so if it's inside you, then you are more than a conqueror. Somebody shout, I'm more than a conqueror. Knowledge fills you up with limitless possibilities. Knowledge delivers you from traps and snares on the highway of success. You must understand that on the journey to success, you will come face to face with some traps. There are traps and snares on the highway of success. And one of the things that can help you to be able to overcome all of those traps is knowledge. The Bible said the hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. But through knowledge, the just is delivered. I see you delivered. I said you are delivered. You are delivered. In the mighty name of Jesus. True knowledge that just is delivered. You will not be a prey. You will not be a casualty on the highway of success. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number eight. Knowledge is a raw material for wisdom. Knowledge is a raw material. Raw material from wisdom. Raw material for wisdom. Raw material for wisdom. 
Knowledge is the raw material out of which wisdom is processed. Knowledge is the raw material. Somebody said knowledge is the raw material. Out of which wisdom is processed. Yeah, look at Proverbs 6, 6. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy fellow. Learn from their ways and be wise. Learn from their ways and be wise. Learn. When knowledge comes, wisdom has already started. The first step towards wisdom is knowledge. If you are going to be wise financially, you need to first of all, get knowledge about finances. Because that's the first step. If you don't know anything about financial management, you cannot work in financial wisdom. Knowledge always sets the pace for wisdom. It said, go, learn, and then you will be wise. And mind you, wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding. So no matter what you have gotten, wisdom is a principle. No matter, some people have been given inheritance. Some people have gotten some capital they are working with. All of those things you have gotten are great. But on top of that, get wisdom. Because if you don't get wisdom on top of all of that, you lose all of that. Wisdom is foundational. Wisdom is a principal ingredient for success. That's why one of the marks of wise people is that they treasure knowledge. They treasure what? They treasure knowledge. Wise people are people who value knowledge. They don't joke with knowledge. And I'll be sharing with you what your attitude must be as a member of this house and as somebody who desires good success, what your attitude towards knowledge must be. Because a lot of Africans have a very poor attitude towards knowledge. We don't cherish knowledge much. We don't value knowledge much. We can pay so much for everything except knowledge. We can pay so much for what we are wearing, but not what we are putting in our minds. We can pay so much for what we are putting in our belly, but not what we are putting in our minds. It is so important. An African is called or invited to come for a seminar. You tell him $600. Wow, $600? $600. He can't imagine going for a business summit paying $600 for it. But he can use the same amount to buy clothes and wear it. It's a function of your value. I'm not communicating here. Number nine, knowledge fills you with boldness and courage to face life. Now, if you are going to succeed, God told Joshua. He said, Joshua, if you must succeed, appreciate the place of courage. You have to be courageous and bold. I realize that most fearful people usually are ignorant. When you are ignorant, you run away from anything. When you are ignorant, maybe you go to your kitchen and you hear some noise and you don't know it's some cockroach that just fell. You become afraid because you are ignorant of what is happening there. You think it's a, it's a mouse. Meanwhile, it's a cockroach. By the time you realize you are running away from a cockroach, can you imagine big woman, big man running away from a cockroach? It's because there is no knowledge in place. If you remember the, uh, the, the servant of Elisha, he said, at last, we are dead. We are gone. He said, listen, if you are talking, talk for yourself. If you are dead, say, I'm dead. Don't say we are dead because I'm not dead. Then he said, Lord, open his eyes. Help him to see what he cannot see. Help him to know what he doesn't know. And the moment he saw it, he said, ah, let's go and sleep. 
Let's go and sleep. The fear evaporated when knowledge came. There are things you want to do. There are businesses you want to start. There are projects you want to embark on. Because you are not well informed about it, you are so full of fear. You are afraid it won't work. You are afraid it won't succeed. Because you are not informed about it. When you begin to read about it, when you become informed about it, to know how many people have done it, how many people have succeeded in it, you begin to see it is possible. This time is not possible with God. You are saying it's possible with you because it has been possible with other men. I'm not communicating here. The moment we get to see what other people have been able to accomplish, the moment that's why biographies are one of the greatest books you can read. Biographies. They just show you how people who face serious challenges that sometimes were even worse than your own were able to overcome it and become great or impactful in society. Am I communicating here? I'll talk about materials worth your attention. And then, of course, number 10, ignorance is a killer. Ignorance is a killer and destroyer of destiny. The Bible says, my people, somebody say my people. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people is a... My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. This is God speaking. My people, my people, they pray, but they are still being destroyed. They are fasting, but they are destroyed because they lack knowledge. They lack knowledge. You have to know. You have to know. I want your appetite for knowledge to increase than your appetite for natural food. Am I communicating here? No. No. You have to know. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know, Satan is not worried about you praying as much as he's worried about you getting involved. <laughs> he is not as worried as about you praying because Satan doesn't really doesn't have much trouble with an ignorant Christian. A Christian who is ignorant. Oh, Satan does not waste his time on them at all because his master business is to keep you ignorant. They call him the prince of darkness. Is that not his name? He doesn't want you to access light because he knows when light comes, your liberty is established. He knows when you know your freedom is established, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The thief comes only except to kill, to steal, and to destroy. How does Satan destroy people? By keeping them ignorant. How is Satan keeping people away from salvation? By keeping them ignorant. Do you know that everybody on the planet is potentially saved? In fact, it's not potentially saved. The price for their redemption and their salvation has already been paid for. There is no sinner problem because God has solved the sin problem eternally through Christ. But the reason why everybody who is not in church, anybody who is not born again is not born again is because Satan has closed their eyes. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 to 4. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Verse 4, he said, in whose minds, somebody say their minds. Their minds. The God of this world had blinded. They are blinded. Satan has put something on their minds. So nothing enters. There are people who come to church, their minds are blinded. Nothing enters. They come to church, they have something they are expecting. There is a way they see that church is powerful. When you anoint them with oil, their dress is soaked. Then they feel that God has visited them. But transformation does not begin with the pouring of oil. It begins with the transformation of your mind. That's where success begins from. If your mind is dark, your life will be full of darkness. When your mind is lighted, your life shall be full of light. The Bible says, less 
2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Lest Satan should get advantage over us. For we are not what? For we are not what? So listen, all your life, the reason why Satan has advantage over you is because you are ignorant. If he can keep you ignorant, he will always defeat you. That's why I told you earlier that Satan has no problem with any believer at all. As long as you are ignorant, he's okay. Pray all you want, be ignorant, he doesn't mind. Fast all you want, be ignorant, he doesn't mind. If you can access knowledge, when he met Jesus, Jesus had fasted, but Jesus was also letter. He said, it is written, it is written, it is written, and he left him. When Satan comes and you can't know what is written to let him know, he will floor you. You shall not be floored. I said, you shall not be floored. That's why the Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. To stand out in any field, you have to identify the core materials that are critical and then make sure that you bury yourself in them. Bury yourself in them. Your mind must be stretched if you experience great and good success. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord give you understanding today. Open your mouth and begin to speak to God. Pastor Afroqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Oh, 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 oh,